Hey, remember our last episode that we talked about the Holly Hotel, Amber? Yes. Well, we have our friend Michelle here to tell us a story about the lady who owned it. Hello, podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess um, my grandmother had these two friends and they used to own the Holly Hotel a few years ago and their daughter, who is still alive, was able to talk to us. I'm glad she's still alive. (laughs) And their daughter has uh, finally gotten back to me about any hauntingly interesting stories that she had from being there. And she told us that she hasn't actually spent a whole lot of time at the hotel. It was mostly just a thing that her parents were doing. But she was there one time and she was trying to take a nap on one of the office couches. And it kept like someone kept knocking at the door. But when she opened the door, there was no one there. And it happened about five times in a row before she got really annoyed and decided to stop trying to take a nap. (laughs) Leave me alone, ghost. I'm trying to sleep. Oh, miserable. Yeah. So that's our just little for past selves. That's fun. Snippet. All right. Hello. How are you? Hey. How are you? We're here again. Again. Once again. Yep. Finally. Back I, again. Guess not wearing back. a bra. Ooh. <laughs> I put on. Sorry. <laughs> I put on a sweater because your sister was gonna be here. <laughs> but that's the only reason I put on a sweater. And this room gets really warm. Jessie. I know. <laughs> I'll just. I'll just sweat. I'll just sweat out the water weight. Okay. Yep. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> All right. That works. Yeah, my sister's here. Yep. Oh, podcast? Hmm? Podcast? Who are we? We are the Forest of Marble. And I'm Amber. And I'm Je- Jesse. I, <laughs> I pa- Why pa- is this so bad right now? <laughs> I paused because you said the Forest of Marble, so I was going to introduce myself as you. And I was, I was going like, to roll with it if you did. I, I almost did. And then I thought it might be a little too confusing. <laughs> Yeah, so this is the Marble Forest Podcast, (laughs) (laughs) and I am Jessie. I'm Amber. And this is a podcast. This is? A spooky paranormal shit. And we have my small sister, who's not that small, Well, she's not small, but she's young. (laughs) She's taller than I am. Here's looking at you, Grace. Angrily. But she's also wearing a Mulan shirt. I appreciate it. (laughs) I do, too. It was from our musical. They did, yeah. They, they did. do a Mulan musical they in did. middle school. Yeah, they did a Mulan musical. Like, how cool is that? I wanted to go to it, but I think I was working that day. Dude, I would so go to that too, right? Yeah. Who's and then you just sing that? the entire time <laughs> in the audience. Were the songs the same as like this movie for the there most were, part? There were a few added. Okay. But other than that, yes. But be a man. Yes. Be a what man, about you a girl worth fighting for. Coursing oh, river, good with all the force of a great typhoon, <laughs> <laughs> with all the strength of a raging fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So mysterious as the full moon that is we're recording on. Oh my god, it is a full moon. It is. <laughs> oh ew, <laughs> ew. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just had a thought, but it'll be gone 
by Saturday when we ghost hunt, right? Because I feel like that would just literally terrify full moon and ghost hunting. No, it'll be gone by tomorrow. Okay, yeah, that's that's right. What if it's a new moon on Saturday? I'll literally cry. No, I won't. I think it's too too quick to be a new moon. <laughs> that's why I said you though. The thought of ghost hunting under a full moon sounded terrifying. So talking about ghost hunting. Yes. I bought a voice recorder. Yes. And an EMF detector off of the Amazon. How much did it run you? 60 bucks. For both? Yeah. Okay, that's not terrible. Yeah. So, well, because I bought the voice recorder and it's just like, things you might be interested in. And you're like, why, yes, Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) I am interested in all of this. So when you start clicking on it, more things get offered to you. And so, like, I found the EMF detector that I want is more or less like the EMF detector that's in our logo. Right. But that was, like, $60. So I just bought a shitty EMF detector for, like, 30 bucks. Okay. I love our logo. I do love our logo. I'm excited. I'm nervous. I... I'm just nervous because I know when I go outside at night, I feel paranoid, but it's been less so since I've been like older and work more, but it should be fine. It should be fine. It should be fine. I've got three other people with me. Yes. And probably some random ghost hunter dudes. A ton of random ghost hunter dudes. Yeah. Tons of them. So I did look up the place that we were going. Okay. And I did read through it. Okay. It is a... Multiple story nope. place. I mean, I guess I have no choice. <laughs> and there is a death on the premises. Okay. And that is all I will give you because I feel like I'll freak you even more out. It's fine. I'll just hear about it when I'm there. Yep. And I'll probably feel like terrified the whole time, but it's fine. Bring Xanax. Okay. <laughs> At two in the morning, Amber's popping Xanax. <laughs> I just have a Xanax, a loose Xanax in my pocket. Yeah. Not bring the whole thing. Just a loose Xanax. Do you think ghosts steal that? You know how ghosts steal things out of people's pockets every once in a while? What if the ghost stole your Xanax? (laughs) Just like a loose Xanax out of my pocket. The ghost was having a rough day. He needed a Xanax. So like, what what if it happens (laughs) that... You're, we're walking through and you start freaking out, right? And you're like, oh, I need my Xanax. And it's gone, right? I and would, then all of a sudden, we're like, ex- like later on, we're exploring another room and there's just like a Xanax bar <laughs> sitting in the middle of a floor. <laughs> I, <laughs> on the floor. First of all, would think it just had fallen out. But what if we but were then, never like, in that if room If we before? were never in that room, I would be like, wait. <laughs> um... <laughs> I would think the ghost wanted me to be scared, and that would scare me more. Yeah. But it also would be kind of hilarious. Um, So I, I talked to Alyssa, and we're going to borrow her onyx stones for protection. Cool. Um, She also has other things for you. Um, I don't know what they are specifically for protection okay. from spirits, but you could talk to her when we're done recording. <laughs> okay. I know I have some stones. I actually have like one of those necklace things that has like that it's it hangs in my car, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I have one too. But I might just switch the stones out of it and yeah. wear it. Yeah. For <laughs> reasons. For reasons to feel protected. <sighs> but yeah, I don't really have any much to talk about besides I guess pouring wine, wine right into the microphone. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't... Yeah, so I'm going on vacation in like a week. Yeah. To Florida. And I'm really excited. I want to touch a manatee's face. We were literally just talking about manatees on the way over here. That's awesome. I want to touch his face. I love and manatees. be like, my brother and sea cow. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same. <laughs> um, That's exciting. Yes. But uh, my work is just like blowing up and I'm really nervous to leave now. Oh, <laughs> so, no. But we'll see how that goes in the next week. But yeah. Anything new with you? Um, I've just been working a ton. I've been working on my mom's quilt that I told you about. I, we're going to that show this weekend. Oh my god, yeah, we are going to the show. And then we're going to another show in a month from then. We're going to My Favorite Murder. And then we're going to, and that's why we drink. It's going to be so exciting. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> I was like, okay, so I wore my My Favorite Murder shirt today and I'm contemplating, like, do I want to wear it to the podcast or do I want to just wear, like... I was gonna wear my, my 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 favorite murder shirt to the podcast. I was I was contemplating it. Yeah, I was debating. Well, because I have though. the what the fucking fuck shirt <laughs> for my favorite murder. <laughs> it's a real shirt. <laughs> okay, I love it. That uh, Lexi, who we're going with in her mom van, got me. I love that. Yeah, I was thinking about wearing this shirt. It's their last year's tour shirt. I actually bought this shirt for Caitlin too, though, so she might wear it, and I don't really necessarily like. <laughs> I don't know. I don't necessarily. I don't really necessarily like want to match Caitlyn. Well, I don't, but I also <laughs> never usually wear band shirts to the concert I'm going to. Yeah. So it's just sometimes like, I do, sometimes I don't. It's all a feeling. And then I buy another shirt and I put it over anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I usually don't, but whatever. Anyway, anywho, I don't really have much else to talk about. It's really not been a very exciting week. Oh, the reason my sister's here. Oh, yeah. That's something to talk about. I was, um... Oh, that was my bad. I touched the door. Oh, did you? Yeah. I thought someone was knocking. Um, Is it a ghost? Yes. Brad. In the closet? <laughs> Fuck you, Jesse. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> anyway. So, my mom called me when I was, like, heading home, and she was like, hey, I need you to come hang out with your sister. And I was like why i have plans what's up and she's like oh your dad fell in the driveway and might have broken his ankle or foot i think she said foot she my mom said his foot was really really swollen so i don't know what's going on yet so i'll probably get an update while we're recording but just so you know that's that's fun that's why grace is with us today so grace is recording or well she's chilling with us while we record yeah so that's why because my dad fell on ice because michigan winter sucks yeah so i don't know it's it's snowing um is it Brittany and i are planning a trip to seattle oh that's fun to see cindy oh that's fun when uh labor day okay so we'll see how that goes well well are we ready i think so all right all right grace grace do the coin thing take devin's position flip the coin that was it's a really Jesse. crappy job. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's still, it's still flipped. It's still flipped. All right. I guess it's me. So. It's always you. It's, it's not always, actually. No, it's been better. <laughs> yeah. So, since I'm going to Florida, I yeah. decided to try to find a place where I'm staying. Okay. 
So we are in St. Pete's, um, Florida. St. Pete. Yeah. 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 Just St. Pete. Write down. Hold on. Did I write down? Nope. St. Pete's Beach. St. Petersburg Beach. In what Florida. is happening? <laughs> is that the town? Yes. Okay. St. Petersburg, Florida. Yes. So we are doing... I didn't even find out how to pronounce this either. So. That's fine. I did the same thing. So I'm going to go with the Don Cesar Hotel. Okay. That's fine. Because I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm not quite sure. Or Caesar. No, I'm going to go with Cesar. Spell it. C-E-S-A-R. C-E-S-A-R. <laughs> A-R? Yeah, but the S is capitalized in literally everything I read. Don Cesar. Hotel. Hotel. Okay. Yep. Let's go with Caesar. We're going to go with Caesar salad? Or Cesar. Cesar. Cesar sounds fancy. All right. Because this is a fancy hotel. We're sophisticated. We're so sophisticated. (laughs) So Thomas Rowe uh, migrated to Florida and purchased 80 acres of what is now St. Petersburg Beach in 1924. Are you okay? Yeah. When you said migrated, I thought you were going to say migrate grandpa. <laughs> and I was like, wow. I didn't know you had a personal connection to this. Nope, I do not. The only personal connection is I will be within an hour of this place. Okay. In a week. Are you going to go there? Yes. You're going to visit? Probably. Do it. Bring back souvenirs. Maybe. Steal their coasters. Okay. So he purchased 80 acres on the beach in 1924 for $100,000. Okay. So we already got a conversion. Ooh. $100,000 to today's money. $1.4 million. Jesus freaking money. <laughs> <laughs> so he hired Indianapolis architect Henry DuPont. Henry DuPont. Yeah. So we're getting classy. Yeah. We have fancy names here. To design the hotel and Carlton Beard as a contractor. Carlton Beard. I only left Henry the names in because they were DuPont. funny. I I really hope that Carl... Carl? What's his name? Carlton? Carlton? Carl? Carl Beard. Carl Beard was the contractor to build the building. I hope he had like a fantastic beard. Like a dwarf beard like that you see in movies that's like braided. Uh, oh, okay. Like, really long. Dwarf as in, like, a D&D character. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not like a mini beard. <laughs> oh, my God. Amber. <laughs> Whatever you want to believe, yes. It is a braided beard. It is majestic as fuck. And a year later, from 1924, <laughs> they started construction on his dream project to be known as the Pink Palace. The Pink Palace? Yes. Oh, I live there. Yeah. I love the Pink Palace. So the Pink Palace is a 10-story building that sits on the white sands of the island of the Gulf, off of the Gulf of Mexico. Okay. Is it pink? Yes. Oh. It is still pink. Oh, yes. It is still very, very pink. I'll go there. Okay. The hotel I'm staying in is pink, but it's not this pink. Oh my god. It's not this hotel. I gotta look it up. I wanna see a picture. Okay. I love pink. So... The hotel was designed with Mediterranean and Moorish styles, which, if you didn't know, a Moorish style is is in Islamic architecture. They use those motifs along with their pink facade. Oh my god, it's gorgeous. (laughs) I want to live here. 
Yeah, I it's don't, huge. but it's so pretty. Grace, look at how pretty. Did you see it? Oh my God, let's go. <laughs> oh my God. Just for the Instagram pictures. <laughs> so you want me to go and I'll take like me, Brennan and I will take like a cute selfie in front of it. The aesthetic, please. Yeah. And then we'll post it. Look how to, cool that is. Gram. Yeah. It looks like a princess castle. It yeah. does look like a princess castle. It, is it a looks palace. like I should live there. It is a pink palace. I love it. Okay. So it opened in 1928, nearly 300% over the original budget. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so was how much did it cost? Do you know? We'll, we'll get there, I think. I put it in here, I'm pretty sure. Maybe. Or maybe that was... No, I don't know. Hold on. Well, maybe we'll get there. Maybe, maybe we, we already heard it and we're just silly. Yeah. So Thomas had spared no expense um, on this hotel. He had balconies... Um, and terrace lined the hotel. So very fancy. It had lofty ceilings with rich furnishings for 277 guest rooms. Love it. And it had easy access to a pool, golf shuttle, golf shuttles, two pools, a full service fitness center, and a spa. Oh. They also offered daily sailing and water sports out of the hotel. Okay. Um, this place is sounding more and more like Barbie's dream house. As we talk about it. <laughs> it could be. I think it is. It might be my dream house. Giant pink house. Could be. Thoughts? It's huge. I Could you imagine? I would not know what to do with that much space. Yeah. I I could see from the pictures. It's huge. Yes. It's, it's huge. It's so big. So it had a grand opening on January 16th, 1926, with an extravagant party attended by... The elite of Tampa and St. Petersburg. Could you imagine a 20s party in that pink palace? Yes. So cool. Like, think of Great Gatsby times 100. But, like, pink. But pink. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of black and gold, it's just pink. Everyone just wears pink. (laughs) Everyone looked like a fucking flamingo. Everyone looked like cotton candy. Yep. That is how the hotel has been described as well, as cotton candy colored. I love it. So, the hotel quickly became a favorite resort for the rich and famous, especially in the jazz age, including F. Scott Fitzgerald, Clarence Darrell, Darrow, Al Capone, Lou Gingrich. No, it's not Gingrich. (laughs) Gingrich? Gangridge? I don't know. Gangrene? And Franklin D. Roosevelt. Let's just go with, like, put a president in there. <laughs> okay. So, literally, F. Scott Fitzgerald. Yes. Literally. Yes. The Great Gatsby's yes. author. Yes. <laughs> Love it. I saw that, and I didn't write it down, and I'm like, now it's clicking. It didn't click when I was doing the story. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. Maybe... It was part of his inspiration. I don't know. Maybe it was. Just a thought. I don't know what The Great Gatsby was written. (laughs) Maybe we should Google that. All right. 1925. So not early enough for the hotel to be open. No. Boo. So it was already open. And then he goes there and he goes, this is everything I've already written about. Yeah. It's like a dream. (laughs) And then he, you know... Maybe he time traveled. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he did. Maybe he time traveled, got the idea, and then wrote The Great Gatsby. Yeah. So during the Great Depression, the New York Yankees signed a three-year 
uh, spring training contract in 1931 to help the Don uh, stay afloat financially. Okay. In 1942, the U.S. Army seized the hotel and used it as a hospital throughout the duration of the World War II. Of course they did. Yep. Of course they did. But could you imagine? That hospital would make me so happy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Until until the luxurious hotel interiors were stripped bare and painted government green. Oh, man. Was the outside painted green? No, I'm pretty sure it was still pink. So just green. A green wa- and pink. It was a watermelon. It was a reverse watermelon. <laughs> and so it turned into the regional office for the VA. Okay. By 1969, the historic building, pretty much everyone started leaving it. And it started to deteriorate. So the last federal offices uh, abandoned the property in the 1970s until William Bowman... Purchased it for $460,000. Wow. Which today... Yes. ...would be $3 million. Jeez. That's a lot of money. So, so the Don Cesar Hotel reopened in 1973 after a $7.5 million restoration. Holy crap. Or $42 million. Holy crap. A $42 million restoration. I mean, though, I can believe it because if you look at the pictures of the hotel. It's huge. It's so massive. It could really be a palace. Yeah. So, like, to restore it, that would make sense. It's going to cost a lot of money. So, it was all worth it because the Pink Palace was once restored again to its former glory. Um, Throughout the 2000s, there was also many other renovations that happened. Adding a meeting space, a signature restaurant, a Maritana grill, lobby and lobby bar, and a sea porch restaurant. Also renovating multiple guest rooms and the Sunsets Tequila Bar. Ooh, I want to go there. I added that. La- I made sure I moved it last so because we could talk about tequila. <laughs> I mean, we could always talk about some tequila. Let me tell you, I'd be definitely be drinking some tequila from that bar if I go. Okay, I know I keep talking about how it's pink. Yes. But just picture me. Your pink obsession. Just picture me laying by the pool with some tequila and pink building. Just pink. Everywhere. Yeah. Wearing pink. Yes. Not, even though I only ever wear black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, I, is, it, is it your dream? Because I've only seen you wear black. I mean, it sounds amazing. Maybe I can get, like, something black with, like, pink design. Pink dots. Oh, like pink, like a black and pink polka spot? Really 20s inspired, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like how um the last few episodes, what, it was this episode and the one with the f- lacy feather boa <laughs> robe? Negligee. I just talk about what I'm going to wear okay. <laughs> to these places. <laughs> new trend. All right. That's the new trend of this podcast is you have to picture yourself at the place that we are doing and put yourself in an outfit. Okay. I'm going to wear like a f- 20s. No. I'm going like 50s because 50s dresses are adorable. They are adorable. 50s, I feel like 50s was like my era of style. So cute, right? So I'm going but like with a I 50s don't wear style that dress. now, but like if I could wear 50 styles dresses all the time, right? I would. So I'm going with like 50 style dress, probably in like black and pink and cute shoes and 
my bathing suit is obviously going to be black and pink polka spots. Yep. I don't know why it's all black and pink, but I always wear black, so I guess I have to include it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, other features of the hotel is apparently they have an award-winning seafood restaurant. Oh, yum. Top 10 in the United States. Ooh, we should go. It's going to be really expensive. <laughs> yes, it's going to be so expensive. Um, they have two bars, one in the lobby and one at the beachfront. Always an important mention is to where the bars are. I want a beachfront bar. I was just going with the lobby bar because you know me. <laughs> we were checking in. Literally, Jesse checks into hotels and it's like, oh, let me get a drink first. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. We we didn't actually have our room yet because our room wasn't ready. So Amber had her room. So I was just like, you know what? There's a bar right here. Might as well. <laughs> Might as well. It was a weekend away. Yeah. I had to ask if I was allowed to walk around the hotel with it, and they said yes. So there you go. It's fine. And it's also pet friendly. Oh, that's so exciting. We can bring Paco. (laughs) (laughs) Is it cat friendly? I'm I'm assuming it's cat friendly because it's pet pet friendly. But I think you'd have to look into those guidelines of the pet friendly. Paco's wearing a pink bow tie. A pink and polka spot bow tie. Yeah, a pink bow tie with black polka dots. And I'm wearing a black outfit with pink polka dots. So we match. And you're just... Oh, shit. Hold on. How much we can a big pink palace. And you're just walking around with Paco because, like, he has short legs, so you can just set him on your forearm. I could do that. And you see, you're just walking around like this... <laughs> I'm holding your arm up like you're holding a a tray as a waiter, but it's just Paco. <laughs> or I could get like a really thin, like long leash and like walk around like I'm all snooty with like my cat on a leash. You mean drag your cat around on a leash? <laughs> like he's a little poodle or something. He's not gonna walk on a leash. No, he's not. He's terrible. <laughs> he never listens to me. <laughs> but yeah, so there are. Many occurrences through the years, with both staff and guests reporting apparitions, eerie noises, and other odd sensations. Ooh. Some of the activity uh, that is experienced is pretty much put down to the time when it used to be a VA hospital during the 1940s. Of course it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because why else would there be <laughs> dead people there? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it is rumored that the hotel is haunted by F. Scott and Zelda Fitzgerald. Oh, that's fun. Um, it is believed that they haunt the ballroom in the first floor. Do they dance? Be- it's sort of sad. Oh. Um, because the uh, Don Cesar was the last place that they were happy together. Oh, that's As a sad. couple, because they arrived at the Don Cesar in January 1932 and intended to stay there through March. But Zelda, his wife, broke out into a rash, and by the end of the mi- month, by the end of the month, uh, she started having psychiatric breakdowns. So they headed back home, where she spent the rest of her life in and out of psychiatric hospitals. That's so sad. Yeah, but it would make sense of why they would be tied there. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, really because we've would. always talked about like where people enjoy the most in their lives, right? You know, so it's a strong connection. Yeah. So, maybe. They walk around the ballroom on the first floor. Oh, that's sweet. So, but during the days that it was abandoned, there were also stories of lights shining through the boarded up windows. Ew. Which could just be ghost hunters like me. Could could be. Could be. 
could be random ghosts with flashlights red or orbs <laughs> or orbs i like the idea of flash <gasps> ghost playing flashlight tag <laughs> <laughs> How cute! Like, they're just running around chasing each other in flashlights. But, like, they're ghosts, so, but, like, you know how, like, ghosts, you know, like, ghosts pretty much are, like, you can only see me if I want you to see me, ghosts? Yeah. You know? So, like, hey, I so got you with a flashlight, and you're like, no, you couldn't see me. That's complete <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> I love it. I it's love John ghosts. Cena. <laughs> you can't see me. <laughs> Thank you, Amber. <laughs> You're welcome. So there is also whispers that Al Capone had returned to his favorite winter retreat and is haunting the halls as well. Al Capone's been everywhere. Al Capone's ghost is so popular. Al Capone's ghost is so popular. He gets around. His ghost isn't just tied to one place. He goes everywhere. But wouldn't that be so fucking cool as a ghost? Oh, yeah. But do you think it's like his spirit broke up into the places that he was the most So like. Are you saying, like, one of those, like, oh, he's own like, one of those, like, residual haunts where he's, like, only doing the stuff that he did during that time and yeah. it's just replayed over yeah, and over again? Yeah, do you again? think that that's part of it? It could be. Because, like, I mean, Al Capone's ghost is talked about in so many hauntings. Yeah. So many. So, like, to me, it would make sense if, like, his spirit kind of broke apart not really broke apart, but it was in all these different places that, like, where he just kind of, like, echoed. Yeah. No, I totally like that theory. I love that theory. Yeah, because that would make sense why so many people see Al Capone. <laughs> <laughs> or they just see a gangster and assume it's Al Capone. That's very possible. <laughs> but yeah, so other um, sightings are also claimed that the baseball greats of the baseball greats of babe ruth and lou gingridge oh also walk the grounds the, the baseball greats. greats like the p- amazing people of baseball. baseball yes i thought of like greats made of baseballs like wait what like greats like a so like metal great so like if you made a okay so you're picturing like if you took like a hundred fucking baseballs and drilled a hole through them and stuck a wire through it and then you just did that multiple times and it's just a great with like little gaps between it of baseballs. yeah but I pictured it like um like a a vent sort of yeah like, like a vent like that but like with baseballs but as- all made out of baseballs okay yep the baseball greats. The, the baseball greats. The famous baseball greats. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what that is. Oh, great. Yep. Great. 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 <laughs> Moving on. So, other occasions, um, there was a staffer that was walking through the kitchen um, around midnight when he turned to see a ghostly specter of a nurse in a full uniform in her 1940s army uniform. I'm um, watching him intently. No, stop watching me. Right? Uh, there's not really much to the story, but besides, he just got the fuck out. Stop watching me. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, so he left. Yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, I would. Well, there's a lot of Personally. stories of people just leaving. Personally. Like, employees. Just like, yeah, that was my first day. Goodbye. 
But like, I want to be there so bad. So maybe I wouldn't leave. I feel like I'm like, let's collect all of the ghost stories that I could possibly get. And then maybe I'll leave. The outside is very aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> Amber just takes a selfie in front of the building every day. Off to work. Click. <laughs> you know, like. Can I work on the outside of the building? <laughs> you want to be a gardener? Can I work at the outside bar? <laughs> So another story is that a new late night dishwasher started his job, his like first night on the job. He decided to take a break from his stack of dirty dishes. After he returned from his cigarette break um, to the kitchen, he found all of the dirty dishes perfectly cleaned and stacked neatly in the middle of the floor. The floor? Yes. The floor. <laughs> so like, they're still dirty ghosts. Okay, let's talk about that first. You made them dirty even though you I mean, like, them. the bottom couple dishes are yeah. probably dirty. Yeah. But, like, first of all, thanks for doing all my work for me. Like, really cool, but now what am I supposed to do for the next few hours of my shift? I don't know, sweep. <laughs> sweep and mop the floor. So, he pretty much freaked out and never returned um, as well. Okay, <laughs> I don't know if I would never return for that. No, neither do I. Like, I understand. I would just, like, chalk it up to, like, a weird occurrence being like, yeah, so that was weird. But, like, I didn't see a full body apparition, you know, just standing there. Staring at you or anything or, like, doing a ballerina pose on top of the stack of plates. With horns. Devil horns. Oh, we're talking about demons now? Like, I was just talking about. A demon ballerina who cleans plates. Um, no, like, all he's trying to, all the ghost is trying to do is help him clean. Like, I would be freaked out. Yeah. But I wouldn't never return. Because yeah. they ghost clean some plates Maybe for me. Maybe he just didn't like his job and he took that as an that's, excuse that's to fair. leave. That's fair. He probably didn't. <laughs> Who wants to clean dishes in the middle of the night? No one. So, we also have a housekeeper that was cleaning the fifth floor where um, Thomas Rowe once lived. Um, she repeatedly heard knocking at the door of the room that she was cleaning. After becoming extremely irritated with this, she opened the door and no one was there. Ew. She even became angrier because, like, she thought someone was playing pranks on her. She went downstairs and found out that all of the other housekeepers were already gone for the day and no one else had been assigned to the fifth floor. Ew. Um, so she refuses to clean the fifth floor to this day. So, like, she'll still clean everywhere else. Yeah, she's like, I'll still stay here, but, like, no. Yeah. She goes, I got the seniority. I got the ghost seniority. Okay, that would be me, though. Yeah. (laughs) I would want to be there because it's pink and cute. I assume. (laughs) We're just coming back to that. I assume. Bringing it back, I assume the inside's really cute and pink, too. Like, but obviously, probably not. Anyway, I just would not clean the fifth floor. If that was me. Yeah. I'd be like, I'll do the outdoor. <laughs> I'll do the outdoor bar and <laughs> the lobby. Amber is only going to be outside. If there have there been any bad things in the lobby, I'll be there. Okay. <laughs> so one morning, the early morning front desk clerk found a guest asleep on a lobby chair. Okay. She approached the person and asked what happened. The guest reported that the shower came on when she was asleep. Ew. I just assume these people are she's. I'm sorry. (laughs) And there is no one else in the room. And after she turned off the shower and went back to bed, it turned back on again. Ew. 
and the bathroom door opened on its own. Ew. Stop. Showering when I'm sleeping, So she ghost. said, after that, I got dressed and came down here. I can't sleep with a ghost in my room. The well, ghost- like, if you're gonna, like, open doors and turn on the shower and be a ruckus, like, leave yeah. me alone. First of all, it's so rude to shower when someone's sleeping in the same room as you. Do I do it to Jason? Yes. <laughs> do I do it to Brendan? Yes. <laughs> Do I get angry when Brennan does it to me and then plays music even though it's six in the morning? Yes. I never noticed, though, personally, because I am a heavy sleeper. Oh, I'm a heavy sleeper, but the music wakes me up. Oh, if he, if Jason played music, it would wake me up, but I don't think he ever does. Yeah. But the bathroom is, like, right next to my side of the bed. Yeah. So. Second of all, I don't know. I just had a first of all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. So, we're going back to um, when the building was for Veterans Affairs. Um, The reservation clerk made her way down to the kitchen for a tray of cups and a pot of tea. She was shocked when she returned and the doors swung open before she approached them. And no one was there. Ew. The incident apparently repeats itself and has been witnessed on more than one occasion. Is there, like, a really haunted room? No. Okay. Not that I could find in my research. Okay, so there's just like... Nothing that, like, got pointed out. Okay. But according to what I found so far, the kitchen and the fifth floor. Okay. Kitchen and fifth floor. Yeah. That's what I would say on that. During... We're going back again. So during the huge cleanup of the 1970s, the new owner decided to introduce himself to the workers who were cleaning up the property. They were surprised to meet him because they thought they had already met the owner. Oh! Yeah. They said, in fact, we had, he had been here every day, the guy in the white suit and the Panama hat. So, this was Thomas Rowe's signature look. I have two questions. Okay. One, they didn't find it weird that the new owner wore the same outfit every single day? (laughs) It's a suit, okay? Like, okay, but when would you wear the same suit every single day? I don't know if it's a suit, maybe. I don't know. Men wear suits a lot. No, no, we're going to wear different suits. Well, yeah, you got to change it up, but like maybe it's like multiple white suits. Okay. This is fucking Florida. Maybe, but also why are you wearing a suit in Florida? That's a question. That is also a question. <laughs> it also rains at like three in the afternoon in Florida from what I understand. <laughs> every day at three in the afternoon it rains. Who knew? (laughs) When I was in Florida, it rained a lot. (laughs) Yeah, the last time I was in Florida, it literally rained every day around 3 p.m. And I had no clue why. And it freaked me out. And it only rained for like an hour. And it stopped. And then it all dried up (laughs) like nothing had ever happened. I I never did my hair when I was in Florida because the beach water made my hair look so good. Oh, I can't wait. Like, my hair looks amazing. I'm just going to take so many, like, pictures of me being a beached cow. (laughs) <laughs> in florida <laughs> in front of a pink hotel in in front of multiple pink hotels oh, because like my yes. own pink hotel that i'm staying in and then the other pink hotel <laughs> is there a florida current- tour of pink hotels can we can we find it and just visit pink hotel on let's, 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 let's google how many pink hotels are in florida <laughs> at least six at least 10. I mean, so at least 10 pink hotels. Yep, 10 pink hotels. 
in Florida. Sounds like a lot are in Orlando. Two are in St. Petersburg. One is in Clearwater. Oh. Um, one was in Boca Raton. Everywhere. Yep. Is that everything? No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jesse put her phone down. <laughs> Whoops. Hold on. Let me get back to that story. Um, so he saved the best for last. Okay. And it's not really like scary, you know, but we're just going to continue to talk about Thomas Rowe. Okay. Sounds good. So he is actually the most famous ghost that walks the Don Cesar. So when we're going to take his life back a little bit, when he was a student in London. That's rude. We're going to take his life back. It's ours now. (laughs) Take the time back. I don't we're gonna, know. We're gonna rewind. Okay, I like rewind. We're, we're, we're rewind. Okay, we're gonna rub rub rewind back to London in the 1890s. Where he would frequently frequent the opera. One night he went to see his favorite play, the Maritana. I'm assuming it's Maritana, starring a beautiful woman named Lucinda. As soon as Tal. Thomas laid his eyes on Lucinda, he immediately fell in love, and shortly after, they started to meet each other on a regular basis. Okay. (laughs) Upon hearing their growing relationship, Lucinda's parents quickly escorted her back to Spain, as they did not approve of Thomas, as he was a different religion than hers. They were never to meet again. They both promised that they would write, but Thomas's letters were always returned unopened. It is believed that Lucinda died due to a broken heart, but Thomas did receive one letter from her before she passed away that read, Time is infinite. I will wait for you by our fountain to share our timeless love. Our destiny is time. Okay. Yeah. Super sad. That's so sweet and romantic. So romantic. So it was after that that he set out to build the Don Cesar. He... Um, had an exact replica of the fountain where he and Lucinda met all of those years ago. Okay. Pretty much they met. And so people started to take notice in 1973 of his hauntings. Okay. Um, the staff and guests reported seeing a gentleman walking along the beach before them and then vanishing in front of their eyes. Other guests have reported being welcomed by a smiling man on the entrance of the hotel, only vanishes upon questioning. Okay. He has also been seen on the fifth floor in the lobby, in the garden, and often wearing his Panama hat. Fuck, he's been in the lobby. I can't work there. (laughs) (laughs) And on occasion, holding the hand of a beautiful raven-haired woman. So it is believed that in the afterlife, they finally got back together. Oh, so sweet. Yeah. The greatest ghost love story. The greatest ghost love story. In the afterlife, you can still be together. So sweet. So sweet. Even if your family says nah. Nah. So, but yeah, that is the Don Cesar Hotel. Nice. There was this travel tip. I don't know how accurate it is. Okay. But you can ask the, you can ask the concierge and sign up for a a historical hotel tour. And the uh, staff will actually provide that to you. But there's also their own ghost tours in St. Petersburg, Florida. That will oh, that's cool. Take you around town, and it's usually say usually the Don Cesar is the last hotel on on the tour on the tour. Nice, yeah. All right, that was awesome. But now everyone knows that there's ten pink hotels in Florida. Ten pink hotels. You want to go? 
Because I might go to all 10 pink hotels. At least 10. All right. Well, I'm going to two. Can guarantee you that. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> that's fun. All right. Are you ready? Wait. Sure. I'm ready. Okay. So we're going to <laughs> Mississippi. 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 We're going to Natchez, Mississippi. Nachos, Mississippi. Nacho, Mississippi. <laughs> Natchez, Mississippi to the King's Tavern. All right. So we're going to the King's Tavern. Okay. It's the oldest building in Natchez, Mississippi area. Natchez, Mississippi. Yes. It was built in 1769. Um, there were no sawmills in the town. So the building was constructed from sun-dried bricks and wood scrapped from old sailing ships and barge boards from flat river boats. The flat river boats were used to like travel down like the Ohio and Mississippi rivers with merchandise that they would but they wouldn't be able to take the boats back up river. So instead they would just dismantle and sell the boats for wood upon arrival. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we don't want to Sail it back down. They couldn't sail it back up the river. Why so not? I don't know. I didn't look it up. Well, I guess probably the current was too strong and I don't have a motor. Probably. <laughs> Something so, along those lines, right? So um, they would just sell it for wood. And so a lot of buildings in this area were made of boat wood. Cool. The building was originally... Boat wood. <laughs> boat wood. <laughs> so the building was originally to be a blockhouse for Fort Panmer. Sure. That was built when the British moved into that area. Okay. So, after the Revolutionary War, the fort no longer occupied the area. And in 1789, a New Yorker named Richard King, which when I was doing this, I kept accidentally reading as King Richard. (laughs) King Richard? So... From New York. (laughs) So, Richard King, he moved to the house um, and he purchased it. And moved there with his family. So King turned the building into a tavern and inn, where they also mail would mail parcels and letters out of. Um, so they were also a post. So office. they were also a post office. They became because this, we know that a post office means a town really. It's has a town. Made it. It's the town's a town. A town's a town. So they were the first post office in the city. But wouldn't that be awesome? Be like, yeah, I just want to mail this package and have beer at the pub. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Just mail your package, have a beer. Yep. Get your Amazon package. <laughs> <laughs> So the inn quickly became a success, and it was the perfect place for boatmen and stage riders to rest. Seamen? It's for seamen and <laughs> stage riders. <laughs> I don't have a funnier Sorry. name for stage riders. Horsemen. Seamen and... Horse... Horsemen. Horse. Horse horse? Horsemen. Horse. I don't know. This is terrible. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> The upstairs rooms on the third floor were used as rooms to rent, and they served drinks which made the inn popular with the locals as well as the visitors. So Richard Fing... Wow. Whoa. <laughs> I was trying to say Fing instead of King. King Richard so from Richard, New York. King Richard from New York found himself gaining popularity, and him and his wife became prominent members of the community. Okay. that That's it. That, that's, that's it. Okay. So during this time, there were a lot of outlaws <laughs> in the area. 
Because it's the Wild West. Because <laughs> it's always the Wild West here at the Marble Forest. Yep. We should rename our podcast. <laughs> the Marble West. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of all those games began to settle into the area, and they would prey on the boatmen and the visitors, and they'd make their living off of gambling and robbing people. Some would kill their victims. So straight red dead. Yes. Yep. So the infamous Harp brothers were among some of these outlaws. Hope I'm pronouncing that right. Harp? It's H-A-R-P-E. So it could be Harp. It could be a Harp B. It could, yeah. Harp Brothers. I looked up their names and I did not put them in here. So I'm going to read you a story later and not include their names. Okay. (laughs) I'm just going to call them Big and Little. Okay. Because that's what they're referred to in a lot of things. All right. Sounds great. As long as you're keeping it consistent. All right. So... They were famous for torturing and mutilating their victims. Well, maybe not. Great. Sometimes their victims would be guests from the King's Tavern. So then there was a pathway nearby, the Natchez Trace Pathway, that became a dangerous area for people to walk. But it was where a lot of people walked to get, like, to that, to the King's Tavern. Yeah. There was a lot of, like, highwaymen that would, like, jump out at people and take all their money. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you about the Harp Brothers a little sort of now. Just a little fun history. All right. Well, sort of, because I didn't include their actual real names. All right. But I think they're like William and something else. William and... Joseph? Sure. Maybe. Big and little. Their real names. Legal. Legal. (laughs) So these two and their gang were labeled as one of the first serial killers in the U.S. Oh. So when the Revolutionary War began, they joined up with another game gang as justification for them to brutalize, murder, rape, rob, kidnap, and burn down homes and farms. All right. So this is like their, this is like the first ever in U.S. history gang violence. A lot of gang violence. They're like- This is the Bloods of the Crips. Yes. But this, this group and everyone else. (laughs) Okay. So the two of them, big and little- kidnapped two young women who were in their teens and basically forced them to be their wives. Oh, fun. They would beat and rape the girls often. And when the girls became pregnant, they, the brothers, murdered the infants the moment they were born. (gasps) Oh, no. Very, very sad. Eventually, their first wives wound up dead or missing. So later on, the brothers decided to take two new wives, but this time their wives were kind of unsavory people also. Like, they were okay, also, okay. like... So they, like, joined the gang. Yeah, they were, like, okay. gang gang girls. William and Joshua are their real names. Replacement Thanks, Devin. She's the replacement Devin. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait. William and Joshua had their game gitches. Gang Gang gitches? I don't know. I was trying to rhyme bitches with gang, and it just didn't. That's where it came from. I don't know. Just their their second wives. Yep, sure. I have nothing fun. The for mythical this. second wives that are way better than the first because they rob, steal, and kill. Like, yeah, apparently them. those wives were like possibly convicted for murder. I skipped over this. I didn't read it. I did because I didn't read over it. All right. Anyway, so. The the gang that they were with, like, the, they and their gang would murder people, and their calling card of murder, their murder calling card, was to cut open the bodies, 
remove all the intestines and innards, and then refill the bodies with rocks and dirt and then submerge them in nearby water. Okay. So they perform an autopsy and replace all of the organs with things that make it heavy. And then drowned it? And then drowned it. How's that their calling card, though, if no one can find the body? Guess someone found the body. Someone was swimming and found the body. (laughs) Maybe their calling card was actually just, like, leaving the organs in random places. Leaving the entrails places? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. And then they'd eventually find the bodies? I don't know. Who knows? In 1799, the father of one of the first wives tracked down the brothers. Oh, he's coming for you. He was pissed. Yeah. He was pissed. Yeah. So it sounded like they were apparently about to kill someone when he found them. And the father rode up and shot Big Harp and then slowly removed his head with a saw. He wasn't, from what I saw, he wasn't fully dead when he started removing the guy's head. With a saw. With a saw. Okay. The father was pissed. Well, yeah. I don't blame him. I don't blame him either. So then the the other brother, Little Harp, <laughs> managed to escape, but eventually was caught um, in 1804 and executed. Okay. So here's how they're connected to the inn. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so one of the Harp brothers, Big Harp. Okay. The one who died first. Yep. Slowly. He was staying in the tavern He that he had paid for his stay with uh, money that he stole from one of his victims. And there was a mother with a fussy baby that was staying in the attic room trying to quiet the child. Big Harp went up from the tavern area to the attic room, grabbed the baby, and swung the baby around by its feet, smashing it against a hard brick wall and killing it. Then he returned to the bar to have another drink. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You just, like, leave the bar and you're like, Man, fuck this baby. Yeah. You know, like, and you're like, well, deed's done. Let's go drinking. Baby's not yeah. crying anymore. Yeah. The, like, the mom is. Mom's trying to murder him. I, like, for real, though. Like, what are you, what, that, that story was. That story's rough. Yeah. It's hard to joke about. So, uh, the dangers subsided after the invention of steamboats and modern transportation, but the decline um, in, like, the foot traffic and stuff also kind of declined the business at the King's Tavern. So Richard King eventually sold the tavern in 1817, but the, the building was bought in 1823. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Um, they It was bought by the Postalwaith family, and they lived there for 150 years. Oh. I thought it was kind of ironic that their name was, like, Postalwaith, and because it used they're to be a post office. Yeah. Are they not also a post office anymore? Nope. Because then it just turned into a family home. Okay. So, in the 1930s, while the Postalwaith family was still living there, like, because this family lived up in the house until 1973. So, yeah. from 1823 to 1973, that family lived in that house. Okay. So, while they were still living there, they were doing some renovations, and three bodies... The skeletal remains of three bodies were found in the house. Okay. It was the bodies of two men and one woman. They were found hidden in a wall behind the fireplace. Okay, so someone went through great lengths to try to hide the bodies. Yes. 
So a jeweled dagger was also found in the wall, believed and it's believed to be the murder weapon. The remains were never identified. However, many believe that it might have been Richard King's mistress. According to stories, Madeline was missing sometime after Miss King found out about their affair, and many believe Miss King killed Madeline and put her in the walls. Okay. Maybe it's Madeline. Madeline, Madeline. One of the two. Oh, whatever you want to believe. I'm not going to help you choose this time. Um, How I pronounce my names? Yep. I usually, but I don't have a preference between Madeline or Madeline. Okay. It, we'll, we'll just see where... I'll just say it however I feel like when the time comes. All right. <laughs> so in... 1973, the building was sold to a local investor, and eventually it became a tavern and restaurant again, serving the locals and visitors and taking the name the King's Tavern once again. So the building was purchased and restored by the Nachos Pilgrimage Garden Club. The Nachos Garden Club? <laughs> that must be the best garden club. Do they only do they only make ingredients, like they grow ingredients that for, like, nachos. for nachos? Yeah. Yeah. And then they have some cows roaming in their garden. So they can make cheese. And beef. Beef. <laughs> uh, they gotta grow corn for the tortillas. Yeah, they make everything from scratch for their nachos. Yep. So it later became a restaurant, and in 2013, Chef Regina... I did not practice this Regina last George. Um, close, but it's Charbonin? Charbonin? Char- I don't know. Charbonneau. Charbonneau? Regina George. Sure. And her husband, Doug. Doug George. <laughs> <laughs> they bought the building and they added a wood-burning oven and created a menu of small batch liquors, craft cocktails, and wood-fired flatbreads. Okay. It's still a functioning, functioning place. Sounds delicious. They have foods and ghosts. Foods and ghosts. So. I'd be okay with getting foods and ghosts. Ready for some experiences. Ready for the ghosts? Ready for a few ghosts. All right, yeah. So changes in the environment seem to stimulate envi- like the building, yes. like the ghosts there. The um, ghosts don't like change. Part of, they think that discovering the bodies in 1930 is what also triggered a lot of makes activity. Sense, makes sense, I get it. So, the bodies found, though, fun fact, I don't know why I put this here, um, the bodies found in the chimney and walls were respectfully buried properly, but, like I said, it seemed like it awakened these spirits. So, shadowy forms have been seen passing through the stairways. The fireplace where the bodies would f- were found would admit heat as if it had been burning wood, although it hasn't been used. Like, it would, wouldn't have been used. Yeah. So, it would be, like, radiating heat even though no one had been using it. Yeah. So, Madeline haunts the building. A woman's footprints can be seen on freshly mopped floors. Um, one employee saw her wet footprints coming towards him as he was working. Bitch, why are you wet? Because she was walking through the wet floors. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. But, like... Like, does your feet really stay wet that long? <laughs> Maybe she just, like, went for a swim. <laughs> She's just a soaking wet ghost. Yeah. She thinks it's funnier. Yeah. So, an 
apparition of a young woman has appeared in front of patrons and staff. Uh, Madeline likes to play jokes on staffs and visitors. Okay, by how? So she likes to by knock... By how? By how. <laughs> by howdy. <laughs> by howdy, this is the Marble West. <laughs> she likes to knock jars off shelves, pour water from the ceiling and onto the floor. She likes to make chairs rock. Okay. Will open hard-to-open doors. Like, they'll suddenly open by themselves. And when a staff member calls her name, the door will shut again by itself. She likes to turn faucets and lights on and off. Yep. Normal Um, ghosty things to do. Okay, so, like, as a ghost, are you just bored? Oh, totally. You're like, on. You can only watch people stare at their phones for so long. (laughs) (laughs) An EVP of a woman was made in one of the empty bedrooms by the Natchez news crew. Okay. Didn't find it, but there was another EVP online, and I went to click the YouTube video, and the YouTube video had been disconnected, so, like, it wasn't there anymore, or deleted. It was a bummer. So, a crying baby can be heard in the attic room, which is just devastating. That is really devastating. (laughs) The, an entity of a man with a top hat has been, um, has been described, and he's been described as sinister in appearance. Uh, he could be a murder victim or one of the outlaws. The waiters and waitresses feel that he has an evil persona. So I feel like he'd be more of an outlaw than a murder victim. Yeah, definitely. So he's also been seen wearing a dark jacket, pants, and a black tie, like a bolo tie. Oh, a bolo tie? Yeah, that's totally an outlaw outfit. Yeah. Uh, all outlaws wear bolo ties, don't you know? Sometimes he appears behind people getting their picture taken by the fireplace where the bodies were found. Do you have photos? I think there were some, but I didn't save any. People have felt a tightness in their neck, shoulders, and pressure on their chest. Ew. Yeah, gross, right? Yeah. So dishes have also been thrown in an aggressive manner, and they uh, people have said <laughs> that it's, like, it's not in Madeline style. Like, she's more you know, playful and jokey and this Plays is like, pr- prank yeah, and this is like aggressive throwing of dishes. Yeah. Like angry. Um, so. Too bad he's not doing the dishes for them. Right? Like your ghost. I know. My ghosts are so much nicer than your ghost. <laughs> My one ghost is a jerk. <laughs> um, all right. So I guess this is kind of the last one I was really able to f- fine before i had to come over (laughs) (laughs) i was literally just finishing up the ghost stuff when i was heading over but um in the mirror in one of the upstairs bedrooms the man of the face of a man is seen for an instant witnesses have reported seeing in a mirror yeah i don't like mirrors i don't either so witnesses have reported seeing the reflections suddenly appear in the mirror as well as feeling warm spots inches above the bed that they are sleeping in warm spots yeah it's they felt warm spots above the bed but it also like it feels like as if someone had been laying in the bed ew no no get out of my bed um so i sleep there some people also i apparently didn't put this in my notes and i thought i had but some people also 
like I said, they think they see one of the Hart brothers there. Okay. So like he would frequent like he did, he did something bad there. I well, guess he I murdered just, a small child. I guess I just put that he murdered a baby there, and I didn't put like his ghost. Yeah, but some people have s- reported like seeing. They think that he's one of the spirits that are tied to the. Building. Maybe he's the fucking angry ghost. He could be the angry ghost, right? He did murder a baby by throwing it against a wall. He did murder a baby that way. I think I read in a st- the, another story like he murdered his infant daughter that I told you about by throwing her against a tree. So, there's that. That's not good. No. Well, like, so, so, we're assuming that the angry ghost is Big Harp. I I would assume so, personally. Okay. Personally, just because he seems like he's probably more of an outlaw than a victim. Well, yeah, definitely. I don't think a victim is going to be doing all the things... Right. Yeah. And, like, he's an angry spirit. Like, he's a... People have felt pressure, like, on their necks and chest. Like, Like yeah. Like, someone's fucking choking you. Yeah. That doesn't seem like just, like, a murder victim personally, but maybe it is. Maybe they're just angry that they were murdered. Yeah. But you don't know. Yeah. So, that's my story. And you're sticking to it. I'm sticking to the King's Tavern. Yep. I thought it was kind of interesting. In Mississippi, right? In Mississippi, yeah. All right. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I? Yes, maybe. Mississippi. Yes. Mississippi Queen. It's the only really place I know how to spell. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Minnesota. Go. I used to literally spell it. Minnesota. I used to literally spell Minnesota as Minnesota. Yeah. It's not how it's Soda. So, like, like mini, like, M-I-N-I. S-O-D-A. Soda. Okay. <laughs> I like it. I mean, I think it's kind of fun. It's easier to spell that way. Yeah. It's, like, something crazy. Yeah. With Maybe one tea. of these days I'll sing the um, Alphabet State song. The, uh, you're gonna say the Alphabet Steak song? Yeah, the steak. It's all steaks cut into the shapes of the alphabet. <laughs> There's T-Bone and Ribeye and <laughs> something and more. <laughs> I love it. We could totally make that song. Yeah. I don't know what kind. Ca- How many cuts of steaks are there? There's so many cuts of steaks. Um, You didn't find out steaks? You there was a up. lot of cuts of steak. I started scrolling and there was, we got, we got Ribeye. We've got Tri-Tip. We've got Flank Steak. Porterhouse, T-Bone. All right, put those in alphabetical order and I'll make a song to (laughs) the 50 states alphabetical song. I don't know if you'll have 50. Okay. We could just find 50 cuts of beef. All right. I don't think that's going to be as effective as alphabet (laughs) state. Can I tell you something weird? I do sing sing the alphabetical 50 states song. Every once in a while to myself, like, like mostly driving in the car when I see a state that's not Michigan. <laughs> I love it. Fine. Especially when you see Alabama. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what starts the song. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yep. So that is us. That's it. That's Th- it. That's what and we do. Done. And I'm tired and I have a headache. So... Um, if you like this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. You can find us all over the internet. Yeah, you can doing find things us, and stuff. Yeah, you can find us on Twitter. Yep. At the MFCast. 
You can find us on Instagram at Marble Forest Podcast. You can email us your stories at marbleforestpodcast at gmail.com. We need a few more. We want to do a listener's episode. We're almost, almost there. Yeah. We need like two more. <laughs> That's it. Like just two more. And then we'll get an episode and then we'll get you guys hype and then you'll send more. Please. Because there's, I'm, I, we've got some good stories probably. Yeah. I haven't I've, read any of them because I would don't, I didn't want to. I, I've read a couple of them. I'm. I like, um, we've had a couple of other podcasts write in, so I did, like, one of the ones that one of the podcast people wrote in. <laughs> um, but you can also find us on facebook.com slash podcast. Yep. And we like to give a special thank you to Jenna, who did our logo. Um, you can find her on Instagram and Etsy at Agenda. That is Agenda. And... A special thanks to my cousin Cameron, who did our music, who I don't think will probably do our music anymore because he hasn't responded, and (laughs) Devin, who's not here, and Replacement Devin, who is here. Yeah, thanks, Replacement Devin. Thanks, Replacement Devin, Um, because she did Google things and flipped the coin. She literally did Devin's job. Yeah. We just need, like, a replacement Devin every single time. When Devin's not here, we just get a replacement. Yeah. (laughs) And... Don't tempt fate by eating your friends. All right. Bye. 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 We suck at this. We suck.